the fact that you and I did not want to go there and what that turned out to be yeah. is a huge lesson in just life in general, right? Like if you try to control everything in your life, you're never going to be open to those times that really that you're supposed to go into, that you're supposed to experience, that you would be closed off to that can end up being life changing. Yeah, 100%. Up. Welcome back to the Freedom and Scrubs podcast. We are your hosts, Kim and Aaron G, your, your favorite, favorite travel, travel couple. couple. <laughs> wow, we didn't rehearse that at all. I think that's perfect. It was good. It's a good little intro. <laughs> Happy or Merry Christmas Eve. Yes. Because this will be coming out on Christmas Eve. Wow, I can't believe that's like a couple days away. I will be currently, when this comes out, I will be working. Yay! I will be too. I'll be working Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Woo! Which is crazy because you'll be working Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I won't work Christmas Day, but then you have off New Year's Eve, New yeah. Year's Day, and the day after, and I'm on call and working those days. Yeah. Bah humbug. I know. Merry freaking Christmas. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's part of the part of the life. It's part of travel life. But you know what? Here's the thing. Gotta work Christmas, making that holiday pay. What? Yep, right? yep. But we were both off for three weeks for Thanksgiving where we got to be with our families and have that time. Correct. Grateful for that. And... 100%. You know. It's all about perspective. Ain't like we're doing anything for Christmas either. We didn't even get a treat. No. Speaking of perspective, um, for a lot of you that follow along with us on a daily, which you all should. I mean, it's like mandatory. Um, at Kim and Aaron G on Instagram. You know that every Sunday... We do Gibson Soul Sunday, where mm. we watch something inspiring, a podcast. Mainly, it's usually a podcast from Tom Billu Impact Theory or Lewis House. Lewis House School of Greatness. That's Those pretty are much our two that's our go-to's. And we felt really led this morning to watch a Lewis House podcast, and it's with Rory Vaden, who is one of my favorite people um, in general. Um, just his business coaching, just his overall mentality. But we watched we watched that podcast. And it literally opened up a whole new perspective, something we've been feeling, opened up the can for us, and it's just really exciting to start your day on a positive yeah. note like that. Yeah, it was exactly the podcast we needed, which is so funny because we're like, oh my gosh, how... It couldn't have been any more perfect for where no. we were and what it put words to how we were feeling and was, yeah. it allowed us, to, it opened up this really beautiful conversation that we were able to have and it was like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And it just goes back to, you know, we're huge proponents of this, of starting your day off with something inspiring that makes you feel good that cracks you open in some way whether it's a podcast like I I literally have a 30 minute drive every morning to work I listen to a podcast on my way to work having coffee and it just sets me up like it sets me up to win it's something that inspires me or gets me thinking in some way or feeling good in some mm -hmm. way and it helps me walk into work like ready to take on the day with just a positive attitude a more positive attitude and, um, yeah, I don't well, know. I just can't I mean, stress that enough. With it's the just... information age, we have we have the ability to follow along, to be inspired by things we never thought possible from any given person. Yeah. And I think that's really cool because there's a 
there's a um, niche for everyone. There's a, a subculture for everyone. There's mm-hmm. It's not just like, oh, only a certain number of people listen to podcasts because they get something from it. It's like there's something for everybody. Yeah. And it's just about finding what it is that you're inspired by that gets you feeling like I feel now. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how I feel. It's just a feeling that it's I have. A it's a vibe. And, it's a and, and that's hands. available to everybody. Yeah. At any time. Totes. So take advantage of it. 100%. Find find the people you like to follow, whatever it is. There's literally like podcasts on horror movies or like... Well... Okay, they don't recommend... Right. But I'm saying like go for something that expands your thinking. Yes. Right? That Let's, challenges your thought process currently. Yep. 100%. And I love that you did... We're going down like a total side note right now, but like... Or what do we call it? Side street? Because we're travelers. A scenic route. Oh yeah. Scenic route. Um, but there really is like a niche, a niche for everything. Like I just found yesterday, there's a travel couple that I love that I follow, Kara and Nate. And you said it right. I know. I usually say Nara, Nara and Kate. Nara and Kate. <laughs> I don't know why I always do every time. Um, but watching them led me to this um, other chick which led me to somewhere else. And there's a whole like YouTube like community all about flight attendants teaching behind the scenes of being a, of a flight attendant and the life of a flight attendant and all that. And it's so... Which I would have scrolled right by. Right. But I'm like, you know, people who know me, like it used to be a dream of mine to be a flight attendant. And I'm so like interested in that lifestyle. And um, yeah, it just like, it, it excites me and inspires me in, in its own way. But it was like, there's a whole subculture just on YouTube about yeah. flight attendants. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just really cool. So where, whatever you're into... Because of the internet, there's a place to find your people and your community and to connect with them and to be inspired and um, all the things. So yeah. anyways. That was like, like I said, you're personally doing yourself a disservice for not utilizing it. Yeah, exactly. 100%. They make it okay. too easy. So this episode, uh, Kim and I have been doing a lot of healthcare traveler trainings, little takeaways. Um, just the tip um, was our series that we were doing. So this one we were like, you know what, we want to get back to the the fun it's christmas eve that this is releasing so we just wanted to answer one of the major questions we get all the time yeah we just want to keep this fun and have it be kind of more of like an entertainment thing than a learning thing because it's christmas eve and there's always a lesson though obviously um but one of the questions that we always get Mm -hmm. is what is where is the your most favorite place that you've ever traveled to? Yeah. And as travelers, all of us know, we get asked this all the time, and it's the hardest question to answer because everywhere we go has its own, something special to take away from and its own experience. And so we thought on this episode, it would be fun to chat about one of our assignments that was the a place that we thought would have been our least I didn't favorite. want to go. It's very unassuming. It's very, um, like, we never would have thought this would have been one of our favorite spots. Before we dive, like, directly into the question, the reason we get the question a lot of times, for all of you that haven't joined us before, is we are healthcare travelers. We've been traveling for seven and a half years now. Mm-hmm. But not only do we travel in healthcare and taking contracts all across the the United States, we also travel a lot overseas for fun and pleasure. Mm -hmm. So we've been to a lot of places, but in the past seven years, we've been to Atlanta, Wisconsin, Seattle, San Diego, San Francisco, um, Burlingame, Bellingham, geez, 
uh, Orlando, Connecticut. Connecticut. So we've, we've been around. We've been around the block. So when people hear that, that's why they ask, where is your most favorite place yeah. you've been? Right? right? And that's what led us to this whole thing. Well, because we actually, we were talking, I just got asked this question yesterday at work. And it's, I'm just like, oh, like, I don't know. And so we always kind of go into it and we get into a conversation around different stories that come up about the different places we've been. And so Aaron and I were talking about it this morning and all the stories that we were talking about were from this one place that we never really say was one of our favorites, but it really was in so many different ways. Yeah. And so we're like, let's just talk about this place because it's really awesome. But what... But I wanted to say was that as a traveler, having an open mind mm. on this adventure and just allowing allowing the adventure to lead the way and staying open and not getting so focused on I have to go here, I have to go to Hawaii, I have to go to San Diego, I have to go to New York or whatever, wherever your destinations are. Because we all have the places we want to go. And that's important too to, you know, make try to make a plan to get there. Yeah. But it's also about just completely staying open to the journey because places that you're led to, the most unexpected places end up being some of your favorite places that you would never have chosen to go to. But mm-hmm. you show up and you're like, wow, I was totally meant to be here and I never would have like pointed to it on a map. Correct. And yeah. I think that it kind of relates to the podcast we we're listening to this morning, but it was a really good analogy to that is... Like Kim said, it's not that you're you, you don't want to plan because we had things on our vision board of places we wanted to go, mm-hmm. but it's about having faith, right? And not just faith in like the religious form, just faith in general of just trusting and believing in the plan, right? And and whatever you believe, whatever your religious notion is or, or however you go about your life, it's fine, but basically looking at it as Rory even said, when you look down a long hallway mm-hmm. and you see one door you, you go all in and you, you make your way to that door. And if that door is locked, you turn to the left, there could be another door, but way back in the hallway, you never saw it until you actually walked to that door that was locked. And I think that's a really cool thing for healthcare traveling is like I said, Kim and I had all these places in our minds we wanted to go. We always said we wanted to go to California. We made everything possible. I did the California registry. Mm-hmm. It was a big process. And then these... At the time, you had um, Juneau, Alaska, and Janesville, Wisconsin as your... Fairbanks. Fairbanks, Alaska, and Janesville, Wisconsin as your two options... For that day. For that day. For that day. And that's the thing with traveling is that... Uh, jobs pop up every single day Mm -hmm. so every day there will be different things and it's like once you lock something in then you're committed to that job and if something better like if you have integrity yeah right i mean that's once you verbally agree like you're giving them your word and now they're no longer searching for a traveler and so yes when once you give a verbal con uh commitment commitment like you're in yeah um and so you know uh, Alaska and Wisconsin were the jobs that were up that day. And again, mind you, this is for winter. This isn't summer or it would have been a no brainer. Hello, Alaska. Like that mm-hmm. would that's been on our list for a while, but this is winter. And the next day Hawaii could have popped up. Right. But Janesville, Wisconsin, what a special, special hidden gem of this country. I agree. It is. So, okay, obviously that's... The place. That's the place. Yeah, I don't think we, like, went on to that. Yeah, we did. It's all right. Yeah. That's the place. 
So Janesville, Wisconsin was my very first travel assignment. Aaron, our first assignment in whole in a whole was Atlanta for Aaron. He went to Emory and then I was up. And my first job was in Janesville, Wisconsin. And so Mind you, that means that's my first time off. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm like, screw this. This sucks. Yeah. So Aaron was off and I was working. And I was working at it, Wait, you showed up at a facility for 12 hours. You weren't working. I mean, <laughs> I think that I did 10 patients total for the five months I was there. It was insane. And coming from a place that Aaron and I both worked at Baptist in Jacksonville, Florida, coming from facilities that were busy, like I was... 10 cases before lunch. Yeah, I was busy. I was, I was in a busy department. And so coming from a place like that to Janesville, Wisconsin, where we did nothing. No patients, nothing. And the only patients we did came from the ER and inpatients. We didn't do any outpatients. It was a very small hospital, a very small town. Mm -hmm. Like I really think that there was like horse tie-ups. Like it was like a one horse town. Mm -hmm. There was nothing there and it was a big farming town. But in the winter, all there, because it was, snowing it was just wide open spaces with just snow on top mm-hmm. because all the farms well know. i mean mind you this i was off for three months I, i'm a big fan of of golf and, and different sporting events we lived next to a golf course that i never knew existed i thought it was just like an open area but when we when we went through and the snow melted i was by this beautiful golf course the whole time which i could have never went because there was right. feet of we snow knew, yeah. but it was just funny to be like Oh my God, I had a golf course right there the whole time and I didn't even know it. Yeah. And one of the coolest things is we are from Florida. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was, so that's another funny part of it. So we're from Florida and well, I'm from Rhode Island. I'm from California. I originally came from Cali originally. We both spent over half, three fourths of our lives in Florida. Yeah. We're Floridians. So, I mean, I had seen the snow plenty of times. But we had a, another cool thing about traveling is that a lot of people start traveling to get a sense of the country and get a mm-hmm. feel for places that they might want to live and explore. So in the very beginning, we were thinking, hey, maybe one day we would want to settle in New England. The I'm Northeast. obsessed mm-hmm. with New England. I'm obsessed with Rhode Island. Always have been a special place in my heart. And... We thought, well, maybe we will. How cool to be. We like snow. Snow's cozy. Snow's fun. Like change of seasons. Snow's especially, different. Yeah. yeah, especially coming from Florida where it's the tropics all year snow round. Snow is exotic to Floridians that haven't lived in snow. Well, right. And like the weather, you don't get seasons in Florida. Nothing mm. changes. So there was this like allure to it. We were like, ooh, it's going to snow, right? This is so cool. And so we, we pull in. Like, literally, like, skidding in. I remember the first time we saw snow, we were driving uh, to Wisconsin in Paducah. Paducah, Kentucky. Kentucky. And we pulled into Olive Garden. Garden, And there was a pile of old, gnarly, like, yellow. (laughs) Brown. Brown ice. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, my gosh, it's snow. We put Mimi in it immediately. Of course, we made her jump in it. And then we're, like, taking selfies of us. And it was, like, literally a pile of snow that was. Scraped off of the parking lot. But we were, like, so excited. Like, yay, snow. And then we get there. And we, like, skid in. And it 
it just opened up our eyes to so much. Yeah, yeah. So let's say that we can like check the box of I don't want to live in a place that snows like that. Well, I take that. I mean, so so I would I would say that I would live in an apartment in New York. Right. Right. So I don't want to live anywhere that I have to commute and drive long distances. Ever leave the house. Right. Yeah. So when we're running our business from home, then we can. That sounds a lot more fun. Yeah. Or we can always go to Florida. But not being on call, not having to go to a hospital, not having to trudge through the snow. So I literally worked. Across the street from our apartment. Mm-hmm. I'm not even exaggerating. It was across the street. Oh, yeah. I could see when you walk in. Yeah. From where we lived. It was across the street. It would take me sometimes like 30 minutes to get there because <laughs> I would like fishtail the whole way to work screaming and crying. And like I would fly off the road. And I mean fly. I was going like five miles an hour. But I would like if it was actively snowing and stuff and like the plow people hadn't come through. And I would be, I would like pull into work, like fishtailing. And of course, like everybody sees me coming in my freaking Ultima with like bald tires. Yeah. Like who goes to Wisconsin with Florida, bald tires? Florida plates. Yeah. Yeah. And like I would be like in a full sweat, just mm-hmm. like clenching the steering wheel. Oh my gosh. And then when I would leave work, I would have to come and like literally dig my car. car. Yeah. Like who doesn't have heated or parking lots? Yeah, it's true. Covered parking lots and when it's snowing like it's that. It's true. I had to dig myself out with like a sandcastle shovel. Yeah, for real. But mind you, our apartment had heated uh, garage. So Kim got to park there because she was, you know, she worked. Yeah. And so Maybe I had, had the outdoor parking space. Back when we used to have two cars. Yeah. And so, you know, I was in charge when Kim works. That's the rule. The other person's in charge of the house. Right? Should we do like a scenic route there and just say how we do that? Because I think that's kind of Go cool. Ahead. Like, when when you're traveling as a couple, okay. one of the coolest things is that when we... Like, right now, we're both working. Yeah. That's great. We're making a shit ton of money yeah. because we're both working, and that's great. But there's times where we're both not working. So, if Aaron's taking a contract, I stay home, and I'm like the housewife... Which basically means I take care of everything. I'm going to cook dinner. I'm going to clean. I'm going to pack lunches. lunches. You're basically taking care of the other person. Going to the store. You do everything. Laundry. So the other person, all they have to do is go to work and come home. And that's it. Everything else is done. It's a great gig. It's a great gig. And so when I was in Wisconsin, I was working. And this was the first time you had ever been a house husband. Domestic God. Yes. Sorry. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. Domestic God. And I feel like you have missed your calling. You were like, I would come home and there would be like chocolate on my pillows and my jammies laid out. Literally not saying like, literally there would be like a little chocolate on your your pillow (laughs) for you to enjoy when you got home. With my jammies laid out. Yeah. You went above and beyond and... I, all I had to do was go to work and like sit there for 12 hours because I didn't do anything and like research our trip to Europe and then come home and you treated me like a queen. Yeah. Dinner was always just coming off the stove. And then you would give me like a massage and a happy ending like every night. It was really cool because Janesville, that was (laughs) nice. (laughs) Um, Janesville had really no restaurants either. So everything was cooked. We cooked everything. Yeah. So I would, which is going to lead to a story, one of our favorite stories, but I did want to say that. 
not only was it my first time not working in a contract, it was literally my first time having three months off since I was going through school. Yeah. Right? Like... Yeah, I feel like your fingers hurt from playing a lot of video games. Video games, a lot of napping, <laughs> a lot of um, playing the guitar. Yeah. Um, I started writing. Yeah. Um, but then that's leading to this whole thing too. Like, it was it was allowing me to realize the most valuable thing in life is time, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of us get so busy and so busy and so busy that we actually With don't the take the time to really think about what things light you up in life. And that was the first time, one, it was weird because I understand why they put people in solitary confinement to be in Janesville, Wisconsin in the middle of winter, negative 22 degrees and big storms. I was trapped in that little apartment with nothing to do for the first time in my life. I'm surprised I made it out alive. Like there was a lot of conversations with Gibbs about like, what do I do? I can't stop hearing the thoughts in my head. Like I'm pacing around this apartment. Like I don't know what to do. So yeah, it really, a lot came up, up, but now it's like, I cherish that. Like, I can't wait for you to go back to work and me not have to work. Yeah. I'm super excited for that. And I think that's such an important like side note for that is that we as humans work, right? We, we get lost. That's what we've been programmed to think is right. And we get lost in our grind, our Mm -hmm. daily grind. And it's like. You wake up, you go, you go to work, you come home, you cook dinner, you go to the gym, you do whatever. Kids. Like, yeah, we all have our, our systems that we get into every single week and our in our schedules that we follow. And it, there can be so much, like, it consumes so much of our brain because mm-hmm. we're just going through it. We're always thinking, okay, what's the next step? What are we doing here? What's going on? That you just get, we get lost in that and that becomes our new normal. Like that's how a lot of people just like go through life every single, like that's their normal. But when you can actually take some time, like you were able to do for the first time ever, I was able to do when I was in Atlanta and, and have that space for yourself to be like, wow, holy crap. What do I actually like to do? What would I want to do with all of this free time? Or how a, do I feel? What thoughts are coming up? Like I what what's up with me? Like you have all of this space to actually tune in and connect with yourself. And I think it's such a beautiful gift. If we if you have the time that you can take take yeah. it. And I mean it's not only that of just like being able to experiment with things as well. And I think a lot of people I mean, and you take the time now where if we're not busy, we're throwing ourselves in our phones, our devices. Mm. Like we, we, if we go on vacation, we're keeping ourselves busy. Like you're still distracted, right? Yeah. This was, I'm not working. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. There's nothing else I can do. So most people, I feel like waste that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, and I was, that's one thing that I leave and I was really proud of myself for not. I could have easily just stayed in the video game world and took naps all day and watched Sports Center, like right. very easy. But I knew that that's not what I wanted to do. I needed to really utilize this time because the time was ticking before I had to go back to work. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, cool. Okay. So anyway, that was just a side note. That was. But what's funny is is one of the funniest stories because we were just saying like, what are some funny stories that have happened on our travels, and that's what led us to Janesville, Wisconsin, because a lot of the stories came from there. Um, but I would have to go to the store and do, do my duties. And a lot of times it would be snowing and or freshly snowing. Mm-hmm. And so I would always be safe. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want you guys to think I was just some like renegade out there, like going crazy. But wait, they, can I set this up for a second? Yeah. Because we had Aaron had a, a rear wheel drive 
pickup truck. I'm glad you said that. Yes. Because I can't say rear wheel. It's very hard. I yeah. really had to think about it. Yeah. Real wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. <laughs> and we didn't get the memo until late, late in the game mm-hmm. from people I worked with that when you have a pickup truck, you need to put something heavy like Kitty cat litter. litter or whatever back there to, to hold down the weight. Mm-hmm. So we never got that memo. No. So, oh, and it was a stick shift. Correct. Okay. So, so not what you want to be driving in Wisconsin, right? Yeah. So then to even set the story even more, we lived on a main highway and then there was a stoplight and then you'd come through the stoplight and then you had to make a hairpin turn up a hill, yeah. right? So it was a pretty steep grade, like a 7% oh, yeah. it was like high. hill. It was like straight up. It was straight up. Was like- and again, it's not like you just drove straight into it. You had to make the hairpin turn and get up the hill. Yeah. Right? And so I would go to the store. I'd be fishtailing and, you know, I'm, I'm figuring out. So I'm loving it. I'd put on some music and I felt like I was back in Florida off road. Like just, you know, fishtailing and like being able like, ooh, I'm a good driver in the snow. Like mudding. Yeah, pretty much. And so I go to the store to get some salad dressing because I forgot salad dressing for Kim's salad. That had to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And so I come in. I make my hairpin turn, and I notice that the roads are plowed, but our hill is not plowed. Mm -hmm. Come to find out, it was privately owned, so they don't plow it. The city doesn't plow it. It's up for the apartment complex to do that. Well, they hadn't done it, and we got dumped on the night before. Yeah. So I make my hairpin turn, and I try to get up the hill, and I thought I had it done. I basically get stuck halfway up the hill in my truck. And now I don't know what to do. So I made it to where it was even worse that I got myself pinned up against the corner of the, That's like, like uh, humiliating. yeah, up against the, what do you call it? Like the big, the bank, the bank yeah. right? So now I'm pinned there. So I'm sitting there and I don't know what to do, right? So I'm trying to call Kim. I don't know what happened. Maybe you took a nap or something, Probably. but you weren't answering. So I turn and all I had was a spackle. You know those spackle things that you use for your walls? I had a 99 cent spackle thing that I was using to clean the ice off my window. So I thought, well, what do you do in the mud when you get stuck? You have to dig yourself out. So maybe that's what I have to do. So now I'm out on the side of this road. Ended up being three hours I was out there. I'm using this little tiny spackle thing to try to clean the road. So I was trying to plow the road myself with a tiny spackler. So now my hands are frozen off. I don't know what to do. I'm starting to kind of panic. People are passing me in little Toyota Corollas and like flying up the hill and laughing at my like Florida license plate. And Who wouldn't stop to help? Like that's just me. I agree. That's just me. So basically after a couple hours of scraping, getting back in my car, turning on my heater, letting my hands thaw out, getting back out, scraping my wheels, trying to figure this out. One of the plow guys is coming home for a break and he lives at our apartment complex. So he sees me and he's like, you need some help? And I'm like, yes, he was just this God's gift at that time because I was running out. Like I felt I was naked and afraid. I didn't know what to do. And I thought about just leaving my truck there and walking home. home. I know, but then like my truck's left there and who knows? So he hooks me up and has to literally plow the road and tow me all the way back to my apartment, not just up the hill. So now I'm just like fishtailing and driving 
It oh was my gosh. crazy I feel story. Like I came home from work and I like was behind you guys. Oh, you were? Yeah. Like because you had been calling me and I was like, you know, watching a movie or something while at work. <laughs> and I left and I came home and I was like I pulled in. I was like behind you, you. I think you did. You go and find the plow guy. Something no, happened. I don't, know. I don't know. I was behind you, and you got. He was like pu- pulling you up, and I'm like, <laughs> you were like driving and like waving, like as he was just like pulling you, and you had like a beanie on and like oh, yeah. goggles. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and, like your shovel. And I had, like, like necrotic fingertips. Yeah, I was like, yeah. what? What the heck is going on? Like, yeah. what is going on? And so then, like. And oh, and then because he, he was plowing, so then I ha- I was able to drive up perfectly. <laughs> your car and your Ultima. Well, you just... the funny thing was, I I had gotten stuck so many times, and I would just sit and like burn freaking rubber. <laughs> my tires were so bald that I had no tread on my tires. Babe, we had just put new tires on your car. No, no. Bet me. We got. Bet me. We got tires when we left Wisconsin. Wrong. Because. We blew out on the way. No. Okay. Hold on. Let me finish my point. Oh, you're right. I know I'm right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's a whole other story. You're right. My tires blew out. On the way to California. You're right. Okay. I know I'm right. Okay. So, um, I, and the reason why they blew out is because I would sit (laughs) and spin my tires and burn so much rubber that there would just be smoke, like a pool, like a a plume of That's kind of smart though, because you melted the snow. Smoke would just be like following me, like, oh, Kim's here, like, just be smoke. (laughs) The worst thing you can do is to burn your rubber like that, it won't get you out. (laughs) And you might end up, what if it catches and then you take off? (laughs) Like, you wouldn't know what to do. That's how you wreck the scooter. That's terrifying. I know. You just. You're like, dude, that was like high intense driving. Okay, for two forties, and if there's and on top of that, you were only going two tenths of a mile. You think you'd have been safe? If there's people listening to this that are like used to driving in snow, they're gonna think we're like total morons. But can we remind you, we're from Florida. Like yeah. this was all new to us. I yeah. had never driven in snow in my entire life, no. or ice, or oh, any yeah, of that. No. So. The uh, so I had burned out all of the rubber, and then <laughs> when we left, mm-hmm. ca- uh, we were driving to California from mm-hmm. Wisconsin, and we were like coming out. Of course, Aaron tows my. We were a mess in the beginning, but yeah. Aaron using his pickup truck that was the same size as my Altima. Yeah, no, I had a Nissan Frontier, was, the the old style Nissan Frontier. Yeah, it so was a like small truck. Yeah, it was. I called it my sister's yeah, it truck. Was a small little truck yeah um well mind you where i'm from in in florida they always said if you can see over your truck it's not a real truck yeah because they have those like massive trucks with like the balls on them the balls on them like the steel balls or whatever it's like so tacky yeah okay anyways um we're like pulling out aaron's towing me and like my tires all like popped. No, we were going to get the tow, the hitch. Oh yeah, and, and all your, the tires all your tires popped. blew. I'm like, what the heck? Just it wasn't even snowing. It was spring at this point. We were going down the side road, and you yeah. just 
all your tires blew, so we had to put all four or two of your rear. Two, yeah. Well, it was your rear tires. Imagine all that. Burning out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. That was right before we headed to California. We just got back from Europe and yep. had no money. <laughs> yeah. So we went. We went to Europe. So basically, my time spent at that contract. We had a computer lab. I did air quotes, you can't see it, a computer lab, because we all carried phones, and if an order came through, it would, you know, come through the phone, and so I would go out to the computer lab, and I was researching our trip to Europe. We had never been, like, anywhere like that before. It was, like, our first big international trip. Yeah. Like, we had been to the Dominican, been to Mexico. Jamaica. Yeah. I've never been to Mexico. Right. But it was, like, we'd been to the Caribbean, but yeah. it wasn't, like, this was our first big trip. Yeah, it's huge. And so I would like spend all of my time researching like all of my favorite things. And so I planned this like huge trip. We leave and go. We basically spent all of our money. Mm-hmm. And we come home broke as a joke. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Had to go to the most expensive place in the world. So we're going out to San Francisco Pacifica, which yeah. is right outside San Francisco. Well, we never even really got into why we like Janesville. Okay, can I just finish this? Okay. And so um, cause, oh, cause, okay, this is my whole point of what the story I was telling. So then we're driving out to California uh-huh. and Aaron is once again towing my car uh-huh. and we're going through the mountain, the Sierra, Sierra Nevada Nevadas. mountains okay. that are massive and beautiful and beautiful and terrifying. Uh-huh. Aaron has no brakes. We have to keep filling the brake fluid up and we're like, and he's towing my car that weighs more than his truck. So we're like... Yeah, so it's pushing me. Yeah, we're basically flying down the mountains going 100. Really safe. No brakes. I'm screaming and crying. No, no literally screaming. We, and I'm like, babe, look how pretty this is. And you're like, get your eyes on the road. Oh my gosh, that was like the most terrifying thing ever. It really was. Anyways, okay, yeah. why do we love Janesville? So, so again, with all that being said, it was kind of fun too because I remember I would always go get Subway from the gas station that was right across oh, from uh, your work. And yeah. then I would sit in there with you and all the people you worked with in the lounge and for we'd, like, hours. we movies and stuff. For hours. That was the best job. Yeah, so that leads into exactly... So this is why I love it. Because I loved it because of the people. Oh, 100%. Those people were the most fun, like... Friendliest. Friendliest. Like, we just had... We had the time of our life. Yeah. All there was to do there, because it was snowy and cold like was to eat cheese curds was to eat cheese curds drink (laughs) beer you could go get a ten dollar bill out of the atm and that would you could drink all night yep like it was so cheap but we went bowling we did house parties we We had barbecues oh my god do you remember our going away party we had nine of them yeah we had a lot of going away parties we actually had to say please stop throwing us going away parties i know it was insane but it was like really cool because Not only that, like, just backtrack a little bit, we also found the kettlebell gym. Yeah. And I became really good friends with the owners of that kettlebell gym. They were, like, the same age. They were really inspiring, which then, like... He used to see ghosts. Oh, he used to see ghosts. Yeah. That was funny. But, anyway. They, uh... (laughs) He had to sleep at his mom's mom's bed. (laughs) He was, like, 30. He had to, like, legit sleep with his mom because he saw a ghost. (laughs) So anyway, he um that was the first time we were ever really in can you stop, please? Can you stop, please? They wait to call me out. Well just stop. Just it's extremely distracting. Continue. I'm digging for gold. Okay. 
So stop. Stop. Go. Okay. So that was the first time I actually, um, I went to that gym all the time. I actually started doing some marketing for them. I had them print out flyers and I would hand them out at the grocery stores. It was just a way to try something new and see what I really enjoyed. But I really liked what they were doing, which then led us down the path of wanting to start our own business. They were the first people that inspired us to want to start our own business, to want to share our journey of health and fitness and how we completely transformed our own lives and we were really into fitness at the time and really excited about what we had done for ourselves and so they really inspired us to want to share that out and that Mm -hmm. was the first time we had even thought about something like that yeah you know they They really cracked us open. yeah they were making a big effect in Janesville which was really cool to see and be a part of and they really opened us I mean we I used to hang out with them every Monday night um, and then they threw us a going away party where his mom um, was Mexican and she literally cooked an entire, she'd been cooking for a week yeah. for this party. It was authentic carne asada. Oh, and then we had. We had a guacamole off. And that, yeah, they, she won. Yeah, she did. But she did teach us about the, the lemon and she also taught us about the pits. Yep, if you leave the pits in, then it will um, stop it from getting brown, which was a Quicker. really great tip. And then, yeah, we always used to make guac with lime, and she made it with lemon, Ooh. and it was, like, literally the best thing I've ever had. And now I only make guac with lemon. Yeah. But do you remember the um, the piñatas? Oh, yeah, we bought a piñata. <laughs> the girl who kept dancing. <laughs> Yeah, his daughter was doing dances. Oh my god, like on repeat. What was that song called? I'm a I don't care. I love it. They kept playing this song on repeat, and his daughter, who is sweet as pie, just kept doing a little entrepreneur, too. Remember, she made the duct tape purses? Yep. Yep. But we did a pinata filled with liquor shots. Yep. And then Kim and. Oh, no. Daniel? Daniel just punched it. We didn't even get to do it. You just punched no, it open. No, because we wanted to wait to do the pinata till the kids went to sleep because I didn't want any competition. <laughs> I just wanted to, like, get in there. And so we, like, ended up ripping the pinata to shreds. And just taking the shots out. It was really fun. Yeah, anyway. Okay, so we loved Wisconsin for those reasons. And then the people I worked with were... Just awesome. Obviously, I loved it because it was slow. And even, again, we had never lived in a um, in an environment like that when it comes to snow. Like, it really is such a high-maintenance way of living mm-hmm. when you got to take the dog. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. So, you have to take the dog out in the snow, and, like, that's a whole nother thing. And she had her booties. We bought her a little jacket. <laughs> so... Oh, no. Remember the story of when you took Mimi out and you ended up eating shit and, like, (laughs) falling on your back in front of all the construction workers? Oh, yeah. So they were redoing um, the back patios of all of the uh, apartments there. And so I used to take Mimi out and all the construction guys. It was, like, the one flat area that they would put all their stuff in and then they would gather there at lunch and just hang out. Yeah, and just to like set it up, you were taking your pug out who was in a jacket and booties mm-hmm. and like a hat. And you were like walking her and they're all like eating their sandwiches like looking at you. Now mind you, you, Mimi's two. So she Mimi's was little. Yeah. And so I had seen that was a prime spot for people to fall. Like because it was, it was like ice. it was ice, but it was a little hill too. So it was like the work the 
worst thing you could have. And so I'm holding this pug, Mimi, and I'm walking and I eat it hard. But the thing is, is I held on to Mimi and held her up and took the brunt of the fall for myself. such a good dad. And then I popped up and acted like nothing happened. And the guys were laughing, but they were like, bro. You saved the pug, bro. Like, that was amazing. But the best part is, is that, like, you just pretended like it never happened. Yeah, I was hoping they wouldn't say anything, but they're like, we saw you. Why do people do that when you fall? Like, I do it, too. Like, if you ever fall, like, you just jump up and, like, pretend nothing happened. Like, even if, like, your leg's broken or you're bleeding, you're like, you're just like, I'm fine. Like, just pretend it never existed. Like, I get so embarrassed if I I don't know why people do do that, but it is. But I'll just let you know, just a public service announcement for all of you. If any of of you listeners are ever hanging out with Kim and I, and if Kim falls, if you fall, I will laugh. Like, it's just guaranteed. I'm a laugher. When people fall, I laugh so hard. I think it's the funniest thing ever. And that might be wrong in somebody's eyes. I will see if you're okay, but I will be laughing as I'm checking on you. I'm always going to laugh. Oh, it's hilarious. I can watch videos of people falling. It kills me. There is, when I was in high school, we were walking down the stairs in our school and we were with our friend Tay. (laughs) Just because her name's Tay, it makes it funnier. (laughs) But we were walking down the stairs and she like lost her balance. She's like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, like literally bounced down like the entire like flight of stairs, like flipping and like (laughs) bouncing. And like, I was screaming at the top of my lungs, laughing, like so hard because it was like in slow motion. Oh, it always is. Oh, she slipped on a pencil. Oh, okay. I, it can't get better than that. So Tay slips on a pencil and bounces all the way down the stairs screaming. I'm laughing. Everybody's just surrounding her laughing as hard as possible. Like not in a mean way, but just like it was so funny. Yeah. And then she like pretends like nothing happened, mm-hmm. even though like we all saw what happened. And then she ended up coming to school the next day in a boot because she'd broken her toe. Oh my Tay god. She broke her toe. <laughs> but I'll never forget that. Like I had I just laughed so hard. I was like, I was I was trying to be like, Are you okay? But I just couldn't. Right. I feel like everybody's so nervous when someone's falling. Everyone's oh, just yeah. like in laughter. Well, I think you realize that if it was you falling, again, you act like nothing happened, yeah. right? Until somebody sees but my mom fell in Washington DC on our eighth grade trip. Oh she tripped over the curb and as she's going down, it was like slow motion. She goes, Aaron! And boom. And so because of that, I was laughing. Yeah. But because we got to go in early because mom fell, so it was kind of it a benefit. All out. But everybody said she screamed like I was gonna turn around and like Run fall and down her. and like let her land on oh, me. And yeah, anyway. She was scared. That's that was a super, gross. super side note. All right, um, I don't know. I don't really feel like I have anything else to say. I just feel like... I just think if you really look at like how we felt with everything that went on, the people there, the experiences we had, the fact that you and I did not want to go there and what that turned out to be yeah. is a huge lesson in just life in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you try to control everything in your life, you're never going to be open to those times that really that you're supposed to go into, that you're supposed to experience, that you would be closed off to, that could end up being life-changing. Yeah, 100%. So staying open. Yeah, staying open on the road, man. Like, again, 
we we didn't it wasn't this big city there wasn't tons of hiking it wasn't this beautiful place where there's all these cool outdoor places it is in the summer <laughs> right that's true um but it was such a cool experience because of the people honestly it well, always goes back to oh my the god people. we even lived like 30 minutes from the train that took you into chicago oh, yeah, we went to chicago we got to go to chicago like went it was shy town we always wanted to go to the glens was that what it what was it? Oh, the... We we never went. Was it the Glens? No. Yeah. The Glendales. No, you're making that up. <laughs> anyway. No, the Wisconsin Dells. Dells, the Dells. The Dells. We always wanted to go to the, the Dells, Dells, and we, we never, never went. We never made it, though. I wanted to go to Milwaukee, too. We never yeah, went. Yeah, what, what losers we are. But Madison was there. Madison's like a really, oh, really cool Oh, I loved Madison. Town. Um, but yeah, just keeping yourself open to all possibilities because... <laughs> Speaking of Floridians, remember when I first time to Madison, we were walking around and it was like a ghost <laughs> town. Like Kim was wearing ballet slippers and we had to, we had to cut our trip short and go sit in a coffee house because Kim's toes were frozen no, off. No, they were literally, um, frostbitten. Like I had, they were black. Who wears ballet slippers? With no socks. With no socks and jeans and negative 22 and degrees. And walking through the snow so my feet got wet. Okay. I couldn't. I couldn't even walk. We were a hot mess. I couldn't even walk to like a restaurant or anything. No, I like, had to carry you. It was so bad. Then we went to Das Boot. That was we, another night out. No, that but, was not the same night. But we but drank yes. the beer out of those big boots. Yeah, that but was what so I what fun. I thought was funny was our hotel was two tenths of a mile from oh. Das Boot and from the comedy show we went to, and, we and we're like, cool. It's like let's walk. Literally could not walk there. Yeah. Had to run back inside and get a lift to go two tenths of a mile. That's true. Yeah, man, it was cold. A lot of so cool experiences. We checked that box. Yeah. Like, we do not want to live in a place that has extreme winter like that. But it's funny what you adjust to because it was always negative, 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 negative. And when it got to... Like 40. Yeah, like 40 or 50, we're like, woohoo, like, shorts let's wear on. shorts. Like, it's so beautiful. It's so nice. Like, we remember we went down to the park and we were practicing Italian and yep. it was like 50 degrees and we were in shorts. We're like, it's so beautiful. Well, shorts, but it was sunny. I yeah. think that's the biggest thing. It was but. sunny, but like Wisconsinites, like they know how to party, man. Like they're, they're like, they know how to get down. That's the first time I've ever seen when people are like, Hey, do you want shots? And I was like, cool. I was thinking they were going to bring like 10 shot glasses. They literally brought the entire shot shaker. Oh yeah. They don't mess around. No. But at, if you ever go to Wisconsin, their, um, one of their drinks, or at least where we were living, their go-to drink was called apple pie. Homemade apple pie. Homemade apple pie, and it's made with Everclear. Which is illegal in <gasps> a lot of states. It is so delicious. It puts you on your ass. But what I love about it is you make the Everclear, so it's like a whole bottle of Everclear, um, tons of sugar, apple cider, and apple juice, and then you boil it, and you put cinnamon sticks in it. But here's oh, my favorite so part. You make it when it's snowing out because after you boil it, you take the entire pot and you just put it in the snow mm -hmm. and that cools it off. So you put it outside in the snow yeah. and that was the funnest part of it. That was amazing. Yeah, Honestly, we had like gallon jugs of it. We had, when we, so for our last going away party, we went to Europe, we came back, mm -hmm. we had one more going away party with all the people that I worked with. Mm -hmm. It was so so much fun and they of course we had apple pie they like cooked all this food remember oh, they yeah. did like burgers a, brats yeah. everything everybody made their specialties it was like next level phenomenal and so we're all like and you know 
we they all get down, you mm-hmm. know. Again, not a lot to do. Music, yeah. bonfire. We were just like having the time. But it was of May too, so it was nice. Yeah. We're all outside. We're like just listening. We're dancing. We're just like having so much fun. There's a huge fire. And you remember the percolator? The percolator. Song? And it was like, I don't even remember how it goes. It's like the percolator. And one of our friend's husband, bless his heart, got so excited when this song came on. He like jumped up and like ran and was like percolating like all the way to the fire. <laughs> but he, he tried to jump over Ashley. He tried to jump over our friend and ended up kicking, knocking her into the kicking fire. her into the fire. <laughs> and she somehow backflipped out of the fire and like kept percolating. And I'm like, dude. These people. She acted like nothing happened. Again, it goes back to like you fall. Like she pretended nothing happened and her hair was like on, on fire. She had burns. That's so sad. But she just kept, kept partying. Kept percolating. <laughs> it was just like nothing had ever happened. And the he guy, felt, I don't even think he, he felt really bad. I don't think he even knew no, until a little bit later. And then he was upset about it. Yeah. But she like came to work the, you know, the next week and she had like all wrapped up and needed like wound care yeah. because she had burns all over her well, body. Well, do you remember when you went to the bar in Janesville and you told everybody that you were a trained dancer of Juilliard? Awesome. And you guys tried to do the dirty dancing and then you fell into those people's oh table. Oh my god! And they were like, you're trained at Juilliard, just keep going. This I is impressive. I forgot about all that. Yeah. That was one of my finest performances. It was. And you, you would we, catch me We cleared the tables. Run. It wasn't me. It was a... What's their name? Uh, man. Mm-hmm. MRI. Kelly. Kelly. Kelly and... Um, what was her husband's oh name? Oh my gosh. That sucks. Joe. John? Joe. It's always Joe. It's always he Joe. was catching me. Yes. He was a phenomenal partner. <laughs> <laughs> always reliable. That was so much fun. I don't think I've had a more fun assignment with just because the people like we just all got along and we had so much fun and yeah I just it was great I never expected it it was such an unexpected just incredible time I will for all like forever like if we ever go through there oh yeah stop in oh yeah 100% so I think that's pretty much it it's pretty much it kind of a you know this was fun. Yeah. yeah. Storytelling with the Gibsons. I think there's some good lessons in there too. I do too. Staying open to what Stay, what you might keep your legs open. See what comes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was my takeaway. I don't even know what to even say about that. Alright, let's sign off because I have to go wash off my mask. Alright guys. Well, until next week, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We will see you again on New Year's Eve, which oh, would be really interesting. We'll have to, I want to come up with something really cool. Yeah, well, let's talk about something fun. For New Year's Eve. So, yeah, enjoy. Happy 2020. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. If you guys have gotten any value from this, please share it out. Um, that helps us out. We would really appreciate it. We love that. Um, and um, we'll and see you next week. We will see you next week. Thanks. Nice. Cheers,